Welcome in episode 183 what's right with Nick Wright and this episode of what's right with Nick Wright is brought to you by the McDonald's app. I love the McDonald's app because I can order my favorites anytime I want have them delivered to me whenever and wherever ordering on the app is so easy. I'm going to place an order right now. It's going to be delivered to me before the end of the show. Just go to the McDonald's app opened up. Click on my recent orders, actually, because this is exactly what I got last Tuesday from here. Done. And same delivery location, same restaurant. Done and done. All right, see? That's how easy it was. Now I can focus on the show while McDonald's brings the food right to my door. So welcome in episode 183, What's Right with Nick Wright. A ton to do. It's our gambling show. Guys, I'm going to be honest with you. The picks have been, as Demonze would call them, mid this year we're three and two or two and three every week which means we don't have such a hole we can't pull ourselves out of but we're not making anybody money what are the teasers demands a one and three not great yeah, yeah. yeah i mean so you, you, you the and so demands not doing great i'm not doing great unlike last week however i love the board this week there were four to me I only really even had trouble on one of the games. There were four games I loved. It feels like a 5 and 0. Oh. Now you might say Nick, they always you always say it feels like 5 and 0. Oh. No, I don't. Cuz it doesn't always feel like 5 and 0. Oh. Last week I did it and I was like I'm hoping for 3 and 2. Last week there were so many <laughs> one and a half and two and a halves. It was brutal. And I got, you know, in some ways I got unlucky last week in not getting 3 and 2 because Mahomes slide at the one is what cost me that game. But I mean, smart play, but that's what cost me. But so we'll get into the gambling show in a, or the, the picks in about 20 minutes. But first, we must get to what missed the cut on today's show. James Harden reporting to the Sixers camp a day late. The Lakers can't stop talking about the Nuggets and Kelsey in the NFL overdoing it with Swift. Hold on real quick. It is not the Lakers that can't stop talking about the Nuggets. The Nuggets started all of this, and now Michael Malone is trying to distance himself from it. You can't have the play-by-play guy call Mike Malone the Lakers' daddy, have Michael Malone mock LeBron James and say, I'm considering retiring too, and then all of a sudden be like, why won't they stop talking about us? That's not how this works. And I I don't put it on Jokic, I don't put it on Jamal Murray, but Michael Malone made this bed, and now he's like, oh no, we're focused on right now. It's a bunch of nonsense, if you ask me, but I am still in football mode, so let's get to the NFL. Go ahead, Demonze. All right, San Francisco and Dallas face off in the game of the year and a potential NFC Championship preview this Sunday. Uh, We know you aren't going to give Purdy his credit, but let's talk about a guy by the name of Christian McCaffrey. He's got to yeah. be playing the best at his position than anybody else right now. What do you? Yeah, th- what like, are your well, thoughts on Christian McCaffrey? I think he's been exceptional. And I listen, Christian McCaffrey's playing like the best running back in the league. Uh, I know we're going to get into some potential MVP talk for him, but I want to talk about what you said at the front end, which is that I won't give Brock Purdy any credit. I. Let me ask you this, Demonze. Let's put this conversation on its head for a moment. Do you think right now Puka Nakua is one of the two or three best receivers in football? That right now Puka Nakua, take Tyree Kill, Justin Jefferson, Jamar Chase, Devontae Adams, uh, CeeDee Lamb, Stephon Diggs, all these guys, is Puka Nakua better than all or at least the vast majority of them? Yes or I think no? We more t- no, but we we need more time to figure that out. Like, okay, the answer is no. Everyone would say the answer is no, but why? Look at his numbers. Are you holding against him that he was a fifth round pick? What he has more catches than everyone. He has more yards than everyone, but Justin Jefferson. Oh, you're contextualizing how he is getting those yards and catches. And saying, despite the numbers, I don't think he's as good as the numbers suggest. What more do you want him to do? Every game he's played in the league, he's been excellent. He's not making mistakes. We do this all the time. And when I say, take Brock Purdy off the Niners, put him somewhere else, 
flip-flop Trevor Lawrence and Brock Purdy and what team's better, what team's worse, you say, well, that's not fair. Why is it not fair? Demonze, let me ask you a question. Who do you think's better? Jamal Murray or Damian Lillard? Who do you think's better? I don't know. You kind of put me on the spot there. That's it's not an easy question, in my opinion. Okay, I'm not saying it. Okay, right now, but t- tell me, who do you think is better, Jamal Murray or Damian Lillard? I'm not saying either's bad. Obviously, they're both excellent. Yeah. Who do you think is better? If Jamal like, Murray were available, th- go ahead. I'd say Dame. Okay, it's, it's, you'd say Dame. Everyone say. would say Dame. But oh, so, but hold on a second. Jamal Murray's been to multiple conference finals since Dame Lillard's won a playoff series. Jamal Murray just won a championship. How can you say Jamal Murray's better? Well, because we believe if you put Dame on those Nuggets and Jamal on those Blazers, the Nuggets don't miss a beat and the Blazers are not any better. Why do we think, so we do this all the time, why do we think Dame and Giannis are going to fit great together? Because we are projecting what a guy would look like in a different situation we've never seen him in. We do this across sports all the time. We add context and our eye test to then apply it to what we're seeing from the athletes. And so people are so frustrated with me about not giving Brock Purdy credit. And what I am saying is, I am frustrated that the vast majority of the rest of the sports world is taking away the credit earned by Christian McCaffrey, Debo Samuel, Brandon Ayuk, Trent Williams, Kyle Shanahan, Nick Bosa, uh, Hafanga, Fred Warner, Dre Greenlaw, Javon Hargrave, Chavarius Ward, all these guys, and just giving it to the quarterback. And what is <laughs> extra maddening about it is I had this exact same argument for years about Jimmy Garoppolo. And folks were like, Nick, nope, you got to give Jimmy his credit. You got to give Jimmy his credit. And then Jimmy went out. And now we are seeing Jimmy, and he stinks. Just stinks outside of San Francisco. And Jimmy got replaced with literally the last player picked in the draft. The team is even better. And people are like, (laughs) well, that guy must be a star. No, he must not be. (laughs) It is, we actually got the real-life experiment of What if you replace Jimmy Garoppolo with a random college quarterback that was fringe NFL? What would happen? We're seeing it, and the entirety of the sports media's reaction has been, well, that guy's awesome. And by the way, the added evidence of Jimmy Garoppolo now stinks. Do we think he just all of a sudden got bad? Or do we think it's this? So, I I will give Purdy credit in this regard. I think Brock Purdy is better than Mac Jones. I think Brock Purdy is better than Kenny Pickett. I think Brock Purdy is better than right now Bryce Young. I think he's better right now, obviously, than Desmond Ritter. I think Brock Purdy is better for the Niners than Daniel Jones would be because he doesn't make the critical error. I think Brock Purdy is better than Ryan Tannehill would be. But if you are asking me, am I convinced that right now the Niners wouldn't be better off with Kirk Cousins? No, I am not. And Kirk Cousins, right now people are down on. Am I convinced that the Niners would be, or do I think Brock Purdy is better than Matt Stafford? Absolutely not. Under no circumstances. Do I have any stats to back that up? Nope, but I watch the games. 
So I want to give Brock, I want to give the Niners credit. I want to give the awesome players on their team credit. And instead, we are just laying it at the feet of the quarterback when we did the exact same thing with Jimmy Garoppolo. And some folks refuse to learn their lesson on it. So it is it is an incredibly frustrating thing. Now, one of the and we'll get to see it this weekend. I think the Cowboys win this weekend. I love them plus three and a half, and I think they win. Assuming Micah Parsons plays. And he's been limited in practice, but I would imagine he's going to play. I think it is totally fair. If against this Cowboys defense in a close game, if if Brock Purdy goes out there and makes some big time plays on Sunday night, that I come back on Tuesday and say that's an added data point, maybe I sold him short. But for a guy who has played two minutes and 52 seconds of his NFL career while trailing in the fourth quarter, I am allowed to say I want to see him in an adverse situation before I just say he's one of the greatest draft picks ever. Because right now the the and and one last point on this because Demonze, what's the what's the follow-up question about the Yeah, I was about to MVP say you stuff? you stole Christian McCaffrey shine again. Uh Christian McCaffrey has around the same odds as Trevor for MVP right now. Do you see any value in that? Um, uh, also, maybe also a, go ahead. A little added one. Uh, what about Shanahan for plus a thousand for Coach of the Year? Uh, maybe they usually actually give Coach of the Year not to the coach of a great team, but to the coach of a right. team that like overachieved or surprised people. Uh, like the Texans. And so the and right, D'Amico Ryan's. That would be if like the Texans were to somehow win a wild card spot get a wild card spot, I think D'Amico would definitely win coach of the year. On the Christian McCaffrey MVP thing, that to me, now I, I think he has a chance, but that is more insulting to Brock Purdy than anything I say. The fact that Brock Purdy leads the NFL in passer rating, has not thrown an interception, and the question is, is the running back of his team the MVP of the entire NFL? Tells you everything you need to know about what people actually think. And this is the other reason this is such a frustrating conversation for me. I think the vast majority of my colleagues across the networks on television agree with me on Brock Purdy. They just don't want to say it because it makes them sound either mean or the numbers say different. But our guy, our number one listener of What's Right show, Dusty, uh, he just texted this in. The You know how when a quarterback goes out, Demonze, the point spread changes. So, yeah. as a for instance, what quarterback do you think is worth the most according to the point spread? Uh, Mahomes? Or... Mahomes. Mahomes is okay. right. Mahomes is worth seven and a half points. Uh, there are two other. There are two quarterbacks that are worth six and three quarters of a point. Six point seven five. This is according to Ben Fox. Who do you think those guys are? Uh, Burrow. Uh, maybe not Burrow yep. right now. Is like yeah, at Bur this very no, moment. No, but a healthy Burrow <clears throat> is there. A healthy Burrow. And who's the other one? You think? Josh or is it Josh Allen? Okay, so okay. so thus far you having not seen this, you're perfect on it. Who do you think the next three are? Just give me the names of who you would think the best the, according to the point spread. Uh, if this guy's out. Herbert Hurts. Trevor. Herbert's next. Her Herbert's next. Aaron, but that doesn't really count. Er you know what I mean? Right. Aaron Rodgers. The and then Lamar. Hurts, oh, Lamar. Yeah, uh, okay. Yeah, you would have said Lamar. You just forgot right. him, I think. Um, Definitely forgot about him. Oddly, oddly, after um, Lamar is Deshaun, but I think that's actually in part because they we saw the the Browns backup this week, Dorian Thompson-Robinson, and he was so bad. That he's a rookie right. from UCLA that it kills him. Okay, on that scale, 
according to that, what number do you think Brock Purdy ranks? A the drop off his. Oh. Oh. No, so uh, uh, the points. a point and a half, by the way, is almost right. It's it's two points, but I'm saying where his rank is among starting quarterbacks. So thirty-two. Uh, yeah, so what of the call thirty-two. Twenty twenty-eight. Twenty-three. He's twenty-three. 23. He's sandwiched between Mac Jones and Derek. Party. He's sandwiched between Mac Jones and Derek Carr, which is. Just about right. It's decent comp. By the way, really disrespectful to Ky- to Josh Dobbs because he's ranked 32nd because his backup's Kyler Murray, and they're saying Dobbs is worth a negative four and a half points against the spread. But that just means Kyler. <laughs> okay. And Josh Dobbs has been awesome. But what that just means is Kyler because they're saying it's really Kyler's worth four and a half. You, you follow right. it because Kyler's yeah, no, the actual it. guy. Um, So the, the guys in the 20s, Daniel Jones, Jordan Love, Mac Jones, Brock Purdy, Derek Carr, Kenny Pickett, Baker Mayfield, Bryce Young, C.J. Stroud, Desmond Ritter, Sam Howell, Anthony Richardson, Josh Dobbs. Again, guys, that's just about right. Now, is part of that that the Niners have a competent backup in Sam Darnold? Sure. That they don't have, you know, a rookie backup or disastrous backup? Sure. But I I cannot wait for Sunday night football because we're going to see Brock Purdy, I think, in a close game against an excellent defense, and I'm going to ask the audience the same thing that I asked them the last time there was a Brock Purdy game on a standalone game on national TV. Just grab a little post-it note and just have a little two columns. Wow and yikes. And every time he makes a throw that you say, wow, that was a hell of a throw. Give him a check mark. And every time he makes a throw, you say, yikes, could have been disaster or it was disaster. Put a check mark. My guess is you're going to end this game with a whole bunch of neithers. Like there's Debo Samuel running across the middle with no one within six yards of him in any direction. Pitch and catch a couple wows and five or six yikes. And we'll see. All right, next, Demonze. All right, Kansas City's won three straight, but Mahomes thinks that he can play better and has taken the blame. It doesn't seem fair to put this on him considering his lack of depth at the receiver position. Or is it? It's absolutely fair. Patrick Patrick gets it in a way a lot of people don't. The There is the reason the Chiefs can get by with anyone playing receiver, with rotating new and young receivers in throughout the game and trying things out, is because they have the most talented quarterback ever to live and the best quarterback in the league. If Patrick is not playing like that, the offense is not going to look great. Thus far, he has not been playing like that. It's not that complicated. It's also why I am so confident in the team because the defense has been excellent. Pacheco has really popped in year two. And Kelsey is getting himself back into shape and back healthy. And they're 3-1 and one with the one loss being by a single point in a game, actually, I think... Patrick's best game of the year was that game against the Lions. They just got bedeviled by drops. He will be fine. He will get it right. And then all of a sudden, everyone that is arguing, oh my God, the Chiefs miss Juju, the Chiefs miss McCole Hardman, are going to realize they have about the same type of receiving core they had last year, and they scored the most points and had the most yards and hung 38 in the Super Bowl against arguably the league's best defense with a quarterback on one leg. But yes, the answer for the Chiefs' problems is the best player I've ever seen playing better. Because right now, the best player I've ever seen is playing like about the seventh best quarterback in the NFL. That will not get it done. This Chiefs' offense, if they had Justin Herbert at quarterback, would be screwed. And Herbert's excellent. 
They need a, a transcendent player at so, quarterback for this offense to do what it needs to do, and that's what they're going to get. Go ahead. Do you think Mahomes can fix these issues by the time the season actually starts in November? Yeah, absolutely. I think that that's what this is about, is working these things out. And by the way, there is... I, I mean, there is here's the here is the scary thing for the Chiefs. They could look like they fixed the issues without having fixed the issues and have some work to do at the end of the season. And by that, I mean next four games before the Dolphins game, Vikings, Broncos, Chargers, Broncos. You don't have to have fixed your offense to light up those defenses. You under, like so th- they could still have some problems but almost have tricked themselves into thinking they don't when they go into that that Dolphins game 7 and 1. And by the way, you can light up the Dolphins without having necessarily fixed your issues. You can. You know the, the now you're going to the Dolphins offense can light you up. So you're going to have right. to, but that, but that Dolphins the defense can well get right got is defensively. Exactly. Right. And so listen, the, if I were to tell you, you know, the chiefs play this year, the Bengals and the bills and the Eagles at home, the dolphins in Germany, you would say, okay, those are your toughest games on the schedule. All of those games are after November. And uh, they they have the buy between Dolphins and Eagles, so yeah, I'm pretty confident Mahomes will get it right and they'll be fine. Next, all right, the Bucks look far and away like the best team in the NFC in, in the NFC South, thanks to your guy Baker, but he's only ch- he's on a cheap one year deal. Do you think the Bucks have seen enough to invest in Baker, or uh, what do you see happening? No, then? well, so I think that if he keeps this up, the Bucks should do what the Giants should have done, which is you franchise tag. I'm going to be you know, fair and consistent here. If you have a quarterback who had very concerning returns at various points in his career and then in the contract year pops like crazy, the prudent move is to franchise tag him and see if he can string together consecutive excellent seasons. That's what the Giants should have done with Daniel Jones, and it's what the Baker, the Baker, the Bucks should do with Baker. What's your follow-up there? Uh, he's got the six best, best odds to win comeback player of the year at plus 2,000-ish. Uh, is that worth a bet? No. Listen, I DeMar Hamlin's going to win comeback player. Yeah, I was about to, yeah. I, I mean, every every other comeback player of the year bet is insane. Like, Tua can't win. Baker can't win. None of these other. DeMar played in a game. Once DeMar was active in a game, which he was last week, he won the He was locked up. Go ahead. I think (laughs) so, but go ahead. I honestly think Tua, like, I I think Tua's got the best chance besides DeMar Hamlin. He's the I agree. best possible candidate to but, go up against, go up against him. You think there's, that there's no just, chance that anybody other than no Demar Hamlin wins it? The guy's hurt stopped uh-huh. on the field. I mean, we. I mean, I mean, the guy was. You know, I think the proper. I think he's medically died on the field, and they brought him back, and now he's playing. I mean, I think that he doesn't have to play well, and I and that's I mean, that sounded cutting. I don't mean it to. I'm saying it's not it's not based on how well he plays. It's based on that he's playing. That so I think that he he's just going to win the award. So under normal circumstances, maybe someone else would have a chance, and Baker would be a great candidate. To, to yeah. me, Baker would be a better a, a potential better, better candidate than Tua because Tua is going to be you, you don't Tua's in like the MVP discussion. You're not usually in the MVP and Comeback Player of the Year discussion. So Baker, to me, is a great candidate for it. Um, But it's going to be DeMar Hamlin. All right, next. All right, the Prince is a a five-and-a-half-point underdog to the Bills in his kingdom of London. Uh, You gave up on Jacksonville and moved up. uh, Move MVP MVP favorite Josh Allen ahead of Trevor. 
on Magic Mahomes Mountain, whatever you want to call it. Yeah. Uh, what will it take for the Prince to reclaim his throne behind Mahomes as NFL's quarterback number two or second best quarterback? Oh, a lot. Yeah, I mean, listen, he's gonna. I mean, it's gonna take months of excellent football. I mean, that's just the. I already was ahead of everyone on it, and then Trevor's been good, but not great. Now, I do think here is where, if I were the Bills and the Niners, I would be a little nervous this week. The teams this year that everyone has been like oh my God, they're the it team, have almost immediately gotten their comeuppance. Almost immediately. Week two, the Lions had gone to Arrowhead, beaten the Chiefs. People are saying, it's the Lions' time, and they lose (laughs) at home to the Seahawks. Week three, when everyone is uh, falling all over themselves about, what was it? I'm trying to. There what, was a specific year? week three game. No, no, no. Oh, the Cowboys. Week three this year. The Cowboys. They beat the Giants 40 to nothing. The Jets 30 mm-hmm. to 10. They're talking Super Bowl. They're 10 point favorites. The Cardinals kick their teeth in. Week four. Oh, my God. The Miami Dolphins might have the greatest offense we've ever seen in NFL history. They lose by four scores to the Buffalo Bills. So this week, there's two teams that fall in the everybody falling all over themselves to give them credit camp. One is the San Francisco 49ers on universally on top of everyone's power rankings, except for, of course, you know, the committee's NFL tiers on first things first, and the Buffalo Bills. Both of those teams face very live opponents that all of a sudden, despite people kind of, I don't want to say forgetting about them, but not being so worried about them, with with the Jags win this weekend, the Jags are ahead of the Bills in the standings. They'll both be 3-2, and and the Jags will have the head-to-head victory. With the Cowboys win this weekend, they will be ahead of the Niners in the standings. They'll both be 4-1 and with the Cowboys having the head-to-head victory. And so not to spoil Nick's picks, but I I like both of those teams in those spots there. More so than all of a sudden the Prince be you know becoming accepted as second best quarterback in football. I think it, I honestly think it would take months of excellent football before the national media thought that. And right now I don't think that. Right now I you know I I think he has that ability, but he hasn't performed up to that level. Um, all right. Do you want to do the Drew Holiday, Lauren Holiday thing? Yes or no? You call it. Yeah, we could do it. We could definitely do it. Okay. All um, right. Let's do it. Go ahead. Uh, so yeah, yesterday I sent a uh, a little tweet that I found on Twitter about Drew Holiday's wife. Oh, you uh, sent that to the group chat. I did send. I that didn't to know the group you chat. sent that to the group chat. Oh, okay. All right. That makes would sense. Would you have right, maybe responded had you known it was me, or what was that? I I would have, yeah, I would have been more, I thought, we have a, let me just explain this real quick, we have a What's Right group chat, it's got like 12 people on it, and people send story ideas sometimes throughout it. I saw that, and I was like, yeah, I don't think we're going to talk about it, and then when you didn't respond to it, I was like, oh, Demonze's not interested in it either, perfect. So I was like, we don't have to worry about it. But you didn't respond to it because you were the one that sent it. So that makes more sense. Now I understand why you're like into it. All right, go ahead. Crickets in the chat. Uh, but All right, so sorry. Drew, apologies. Drew Holiday. No, I'm, I'm kidding. Drew Holiday's wife is uh, is upset with the NBA for dropping Drew Holiday without any type of warning. They had to move their kids, and and she feels like they were they were slighted. How do you feel about that? I think it would be incredibly difficult. I think the oh. the part of this that people forget about, um, we don't have. And she sent she put out a long IG yeah. post. Um, we don't have to. People can go find it. She the, the we don't have to put it up right now. You gave a good synopsis of it. Um, I think the thing that people do forget about is the kids changing schools. Right. Um, and I think that is a a brutal spot. 
I that I have real empathy for. I so I went to remember how I said I went to curriculum night the other night for uh, Deanna's school. Oh, one yeah, of yeah, her yeah. classmates, I don't want to say the name, but one of her classmates, that her dad or his dad, her classmate's father, uh, played in the NBA for uh, 15 years, okay? And just retired a few years ago. He played in the same place for eight seasons. And then from 2012 till 2019, he played one, two, three, four, five, six. Played for six teams in eight years. Okay? Um, and the process of having to pick up and move your kids and the kids having to make new friends and start new schools, all of that, I imagine, is incredibly difficult. And if you ever go to, like, uh, NFL Coaches Wikipedia page, so let me try to think of, like, a good example of it. Uh, so let me, the if you go to, I'll do Wink Martindale who is the defensive coordinator. Wait, Wink Martindale. Oh, wait, that's the, hold on, Don Martindale. Sorry, Wink Martindale was a, here, so, uh, was a television host. So, some of these guys, their careers, so like Wink Martindale, here's what he did um, from 94 till 2012. So, that is, what is that, 18 years? He went Notre Dame, Cincinnati, Western Illinois, Western Kentucky, Oakland Raiders, Denver Broncos, Baltimore Ravens. And that, to be honest, is like par for the course. So I do have a lot of empathy for what that means on people and their families. I also think it's part of the deal. And it just is what it is. There is... There are... Pluses and minuses to every job in the world. And some have bigger pluses, bigger minuses, and across the spectrum. If you are a professional athlete, one of the trade-offs is your entire life can be upended and you can be forced to move to a place you've potentially never lived in the blink of an eye. We can have empathy for that without having a lot of sympathy for it. I can feel for you while not feeling badly about it. It's just the deal. And I think Lauren Holiday, uh, you know, I think was upset that Drew didn't get a lot of notice. Well, that's a tough one. Because you, as you mentioned, Demonze, let's say they knew this was a possibility and they give him a heads up about it. And then all of a sudden the Blazers end up taking the offer from Miami. Then what happens? They've told Drew, we might trade you. We want to let you know, get your family in order. And then they don't trade him. What happens then? True. I mean, true. <clears throat> Yeah, it's it's a slippery slope. I also don't see Drew Holiday as the like type of guy to keep that in his back pocket and like play differently. I, or, well, like for, I don't. I I tend to agree with you, but it damages the relationship. Yeah. Even if he's gonna play just as hard, it damages the relationship. It's like, wait, yeah. you were thinking of moving on from me. Does that mean Giannis didn't want me, or was it? You know, there's right. the, the there are real potential problems, and I just you know. I think that there are there are a lot of things that just is the cost of doing business. And being a pro athlete, one of them is you're not necessarily going to have control over where you live and who you work for. Unless it you're LeBron sucks. <laughs> well, yeah. I mean, to be honest, yes. Or Kevin Durant. The Bradley best Beal. of the best. Well, well, Bradley Beal, to his credit, <laughs> got a no-trade clause. You know what I mean? Like, And Dame's better than Bradley Beal, but didn't have a no-trade. Like, the 
there there's a cost to this stuff and so i i understood what she was saying but i i just think that that's kind of the deal the there are my, my buddy Laszlo, finals, who dude. i quote won them a finals won them a finals are they better with them we will see but yeah, I mean, on okay, paper, I, on paper, when, on when, pa- when we when we map it out in our heads and think about yeah, what exactly this player right. would look like next to this player, yes, yes, on paper they are. And you know what? The GM of the Bucks, you know what he doesn't want to have to do? Change his kid's school, move <laughs> because he got fired because the championship was as high as they got, and then Giannis left. Seriously, like that is that is a real thing. And so the I understand the argument of that, but also the flip side to this is this is why I when players have leverage, I don't ever begrudge them using it because right. you can win a team a championship and two years later be traded without being told. Like that is the that you know as. As they say in The Godfather, this is the business we have chosen. Like that that is that is the deal here. And so I I I and by the way, Lauren Holiday and Drew Holiday, she was a great athlete in her own right. She then God, I don't want to get this wrong, but let, hold on, let me make sure I hold on. Lauren Holiday. Yeah, she had a brain tumor. Uh and Holiday took time away from uh his career to take care of her and support her. And she ended up, uh, you know, fully healthy. Now this is like eight years ago. Um, and she was an all time soccer player. So they have a really great relationship and they're a great story. And so I'm, I'm not casting aspersions at all, but I just think this is, they're good. This is the deal. Yeah, (laughs) no, they, and they have a, they, they, I think they have a great story. They have a great story, and she was, and I can't imagine, but, you know, again, I don't want to make it too about me, but what I will say is, I'll give you a for instance, that is an exact, not one-to-one, but a close one. At some point over the last seven years, there was a time when I thought that I might have to move to L.A. for the television show. This was not, and it was not in the last two years that this happened. This is a while back. A while ago. And I thought that there was, I thought that that was not only on the board, I thought it was going to happen, that I was going to be moving to Los Angeles. In that moment, I had a choice to make, which was, is it worth it uprooting my family, my kids, moving them cross country, having them all start over, or do I, you know, do I quit? Do I just look for work here in New York? What would I do? Now I ended up not having to ended up not having to go and we stayed and it was all fine. And it would have been fine either way. But the reason I bring that up is the other option at always is you can you can quit. And I don't mean to be harsh about it. But if it if it really is like I don't want to uproot my wife and kids. Like you're not drafted into the military. And they do like, have the means you can just, to do that. Well, well you can quit, Maybe. or you can try to be, you know, bi coastal. You can say, hey, right. five months a year, you know, daddy's going to work, and we're going to be here. Like you have op- you have you have a choice in the matter, even if it's not a perfect choice. All right, we'll do the gambling right. show next. What's right? This episode is sponsored by BetterHelp because your mental well-being matters. A lot of us spend our lives wishing we had more time. The question is, time for what? If time was unlimited, how would you use it? The best way to squeeze that special thing into your schedule is to know what's important to you and make it a priority. Therapy can help you find what matters to you so you can do more of that. Unlock the power of therapy with BetterHelp and witness the transformative benefits it brings to your life. 
from gaining valuable insights into your thought patterns to building resilience in the face of challenges. Therapy empowers you to navigate life's twists with confidence. BetterHelp offers a convenient online platform designed to be flexible, fitting seamlessly into your schedule. With a simple questionnaire, get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists at no extra cost. Learn to make time for what makes you happy with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com right to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot right. Your mental health journey begins here. Welcome back in episode 183 of What's Right. This episode of What's Right with Nick Wright is brought to you by the McDonald's app. How many times have you been in that situation where you've had a really long day, you're hungry, last thing you want to do is cook a meal or even leave your house to go pick something up? I've been in that situation hundreds of times. And one of my go-tos, my saving grace, has been the McDelivery option in the McDonald's app. We're talking getting McDonald's delivered right to your door just like this. You guys heard. Hold on. Let me grab it. You, I, There it is right there. I ordered this right at the top of the show. We went a little long in the A block, and it's it was brought to me right during the commercial break. I got the classic sausage egg McMuffin meal. Hash browns right here, the sausage McMuffin here. I'm going to eat it after the show because I tried eating this during the show a couple weeks ago. Demonze said hearing me chew in the microphone didn't was not pleasant for the audience, so I'll do it afterwards. Now, every time you order McDelivery in the McDonald's app, it earns you points towards free food, and everybody likes free food. So there's always a reason to order in the McDonald's app. Download the McDonald's app today at participating McDonald's. Delivery prices may be higher than a restaurant's delivery, and other fees may apply. Copyright 20. 23 McDonald's. All right, Demonze, we got to start winning. There's no way around it. I got to start winning for my reputation. You got to start winning because uh, you need the money. So for all both of these reasons, we got to start winning here. Uh, the I went two and three last week. We can show you the record or we can show you the picks and go through them. Pittsburgh minus, I got to get off Pittsburgh for a bit. I, you know, I have been riding with them. They are such a depressing team to have bet on when the, it's just clear, oh, they're not going to be able to move the ball. They were laying two and a half at Houston. <laughs> that one, that was a bad one. These other picks, I'm going to defend. Cleveland minus two and a half against Baltimore. I made that pick. With Deshaun Watson playing. Now, Deshaun, I have been very down on. You guys know that. But it was a fifth-round rookie making his first start that no one expected. Deshaun practiced all week, was cleared by the doctors, and then on game day was like, I can't go. So that one, not my fault. But by Kansas the way, City, Deshaun yeah, Watson would have had to had Deshaun Watson would have had to have his best game that game in order to win it. Um, I'm just I agree with you with this caveat. How much did it impact the way the rest of his team played that the morning of the game, the quarterback who was cleared and you expected to play was like, ah, guys, you know, my contract is fully guaranteed and I'm just not feeling it today. Like how, how many downstream effects did it have? And then Kansas City minus nine and a half against the Jets. I, again, they're up 17 nothing, and Mahomes is running into the end zone to cover and then takes a knee, but whatever, I lose. Tampa plus 3.5 against New Orleans. They win by 17 outright. Seattle plus 1.5 against the Giants. They win by 21 outright. So I actually feel better about last week's picks than the record suggests, but I'm still 9-11 over the course of the year. So let's now get to the five picks this week, four of which I feel awesome about one of which I'm a little squeamish about. Go ahead. Wait, did it go from five to four in the matter of a block? I could have... No. I said five. I loved four of my five picks, and one of them I'm not sure about. But I still said on. it feels like five and oh. It feels Fun like mistake. five and oh. Minimum of four and one. All right, go ahead. All right, so first off, we've got Jags plus five and a half versus Buffalo in London, though. Which is key. Yeah, so it is key. The Jags have been there now for two weeks. 
the Bills flying maybe a little too high. What do we know, Demonze, about the Bills and Josh Allen in particular? What typically comes at right after the highest highs? A nice little dip. That's why that's why you have nicknamed him, you know, Magic Mountain Allen, the roller coaster. That's your <laughs> nickname, not mine. Uh and I, I Jacksonville is in an odd spot in that they got the win this past week, but it was I think the fourth straight game they can't be thrilled with how they played. Week one against the Colts, they needed to come back. Against the Chiefs and Texans, they played terribly. They defensively did well against the Falcons, but offensively, I felt, left a lot of meat on the bone, and I think they are in a spot in this in this game. They absolutely can win outright and certainly can cover the five and a half. So I'm getting five and a half points from a team that I think can win outright is going to be able to move the ball on Buffalo through the air, assuming their offensive line can hold up to a degree. So for all those reasons, I like the Jags. By the way, um, favorites are 20-10-1 against the spread in London games. So that part is not good for me. What is good for me is Doug Peterson is 30-23 and against the spread as an underdog, and Trevor Lawrence is 2-1 and straight up and against the spread in London games. Uh, so... I like the Jags. They can win outright. I'm getting five and a half points. I like the Jags plus five against Buffalo. Go ahead. You got Arizona plus three and a half versus Cincinnati? Yeah, I mean, I just think that right now Arizona's at home and right now has the better quarterback. I mean, the the idea that Cincinnati is still getting priced like Joe Burrow is their quarterback – Someone wearing that jersey and by that name is the quarterback, but Joe Burrow has is the low has a lower passer rating and fewer yards per attempt this year than Zach Wilson. Joe Burrow is two of twenty one on passes traveling more than fifteen yards in the air. He is an injured player that his team keeps putting out there they cannot score in the first half of any of these games and the the market I guess just doesn't know what to do with them and so go ahead it looked like you wanted to say something there well I would stay away from betting on any Cincinnati Cincinnati games I don't even trust the Cardinals plus three and a half it is Joe Burrow at the end of the day he might be hurt but I think there's no telling where like he starts to vibe well with this slight injury like he could still go off and destroy the cardinals in my opinion but well the thing is this it's not like he's been getting better he's been the the titans game was was almost as bad as week one the the Bengals this year in two road games have scored a total of six points and in the first halves of their games this year week one zero first half points week two or I'm sorry first quarter I should say uh zero first quarter points week two zero first quarter points week three zero first quarter points and week four against the Titans three first quarter points and then zero points the rest of the game they have been incredibly slow starting team they were very fortunate to get that win against the Rams I I know they're desperate I think Arizona can win outright and certainly can cover three and a half. I like it. And it started it. By the way, this line opened at four and a half, got bet all the way down to three and is now sitting around three, three and a half in a lot of spots. I like Arizona plus the points. All right, next. All right, you've got the uh, the Rams plus four and a half versus Philadelphia. All right, so this is the one that I am a little squeamish on, but it should be noted that aside from that game at Tampa on Thursday night football, the Eagles, the last two years, while they win, they don't typically blow people out on the road. Last year on the road, beat Detroit by three, beat Washington by 16, that obviously blow out. Arizona by three, Houston by 12, Indy by one, the, the Bears by five, 
the Cowboys, they lost by six, and then they did blow out the Giants by 22. Uh, the, the Eagles have been dominant at home and good enough to win on the road. So, And then this year, obviously, the Patriots game was a five-point game. You then add to it, uh, the Rams might be getting Cooper Cup back. Um, Jalen Hurts is not used to going to the West Coast, only played one game on the West Coast up to this point in his career. Um, and Jalen Hurts is 8-13 and 13 against the spread outside of Philly, which, which is to the point I was making, which is they don't blow people out on the road. So the Rams getting 4.5 against a Philadelphia team that, in my opinion, is still working through some things. I like, But this is the one I'm the least confident in, but I like the Rams getting 4.5 points. All right, next. Kansas City, minus 4 at Minnesota. Yeah, so... I picked the Chiefs last week, but I typically, and you know this, Demonze, do not pick the Chiefs in Nick's picks. Like, historically, it's not something I've done a ton of. Uh, they aren't a great covering team the last couple of years with Mahomes. In fact, they're 6-12 and 12, their last 18 against the spread. But this line is only four points. I do not trust at all the Vikings' defense. And I think the Chiefs' defense can force some of those Kirk Cousins' turnovers. I think Trent McDuffie on Justin Jefferson should be an awesome matchup the entire game. And I know he won't be like just man-to-man on him. But uh, I, I think the Chiefs' defense will be able to get to Cousins. The Chiefs need to have a game where the offense gets rolling, I think they absolutely can do this. And this feels like one of those games, the Chiefs are up a touchdown, basically start to finish. I don't think the Chiefs necessarily like blow them out, but I do think that they're up a full score the entire way. And I like the their ability all of a sudden to salt games away with Pacheco on the ground like they did this past week where they had the ball for the final seven and a half minutes. For all those reasons, I like Kansas City minus four. That's pretty good. Um, okay, thanks. D- Go ahead. Wait, what? No, you're good. Yeah, I appreciate the that was, that was sharp to another sharp. I'm just telling you, that was, that was a good bet. No, I appreciated um, it. Da- Thank you. Dallas Dallas plus three and a half at San Francisco. Uh, you can get four now, apparently. It's moved to four. Well, I liked it at three and a half. I certainly like it at four. The Cowboys are 10 and four straight up and 11 and 13 against the spread in their last 14 night games, which is the best in the league over that stretch. Now, the Niners are covering machines. The Niners, the last nine regular season games they've covered, they obviously also uh, have won. You take out the NFC Championship game, they've won like 14 or 13 straight games, and they've scored 30 points in every game this year. I understand that factor. I just think that this is a field goal game in either direction. I think Dallas has the better defense and the better quarterback, and I'm getting the four points. And so I understand no one's been able to slow down Brock Purdy in this Niners offense except for Dallas in the playoff game last year. Now, the Niners' defense made Dak look terrible in that game, so the Niners won anyway. But this Niners team has scored 30-plus in, if you, I mean, you look at what they've done. Again, take out the NFC title game where they were out of quarterbacks. This year... They have scored 30, 30, 30, and 35. And last year, leading to into that Cowboys game, the Niners had scored 37, 37, 38, 41, and then 19 points against the Cowboys. So I think the Cowboys defense and Dan Quinn can slow down uh, the Niners' offense, keep in mind Dan Quinn was the D coordinator for Atlanta when Kyle Shanahan was the offensive coordinator for Atlanta in that Super Bowl season the year they blew the Super Bowl. I think Dallas wins. I certainly oh. think it's a field goal game, and so I like the Cowboys. Go ahead, Demaze. 
Hold on. So uh, something of note. Purdy was yeah. 6-0 and straight up at home in night games at Iowa State. So Okay. Well, that I didn't know. That I also don't care all that much about. But now okay. I'm not taking. I mean, the fact that he was excellent at night at Ohio State. He's been excellent at night in the pros. I think he's three and zero straight up and against the spread in night games as a pro. I, this is the game of the year up to this point, as you mentioned earlier. I believe Dallas wins. If they lose, I do not think they get blown out. So Dallas plus four works for me. All right. So here are the picks for the week. I've got Jacksonville getting five and a half in London. I've got the Rams getting four and a half at home against Philly. I've got Arizona getting three and a half at home against Cincinnati. KC laying four on the road in Minnesota and Dallas getting three and a half at home. Or I'm sorry, in San Francisco. It's, and really now it's Dallas getting four in San Francisco. So we have two straight up home dogs, one Home, one neutral site dog, one road favorite in Kansas City, and one road dog in Dallas. All right, DeMonte, let's talk about the teaser. Didn't go the way we had hoped, but go ahead. Tell us about it. All right, so uh, we went two and one uh, last week. Yep. This is Which is no good in a teaser. I, those, those of you guys that have been trailing me, I apologize. I just want to let you know that I'm actually trying with these things. Uh, it's, it's, uh, They're harder than they it, look. It, and if you notice, this teaser was actually dead the day that we put the teaser on the uh, on the internet. Uh, That's what but, made it tough. Yes, yeah, so, that's so what made we, it yeah, tough. Exactly. To lose your <laughs> teaser on Thursday night football is always painful. It's so always look, I mean, painful. we had we had Green Bay plus seven and a half versus Detroit that obviously failed. Houston plus nine yeah. at Pittsburgh looked pretty well. Chicago plus nine and a half versus Denver. I was super wary of that bet. That also hit. Um, so here's this yeah. week's gonna get us back in track. We're gonna okay. rally here. This one's gonna hit. Okay. I'm looking you guys in the eyes and telling you this one is gonna hit this this week. Okay. Uh, so we've okay. got Let's hear a three team seven point teaser at plus one twenty. Uh, we've yep. got Baltimore uh, at plus three versus Pittsburgh. I don't I don't have what the original line is, but the teaser is seven points. Well, it it's was, a seven point teaser, so it's Pittsburgh minus, minus four. four. Pittsburgh plus yeah, four. So, so, exactly. On the fly math while being nervous doing this podcast just doesn't work for me. All right, I got so you, buddy. Don't we got, worry about it. We got Miami minus three and a half versus the Giants, and then we got Houston plus nine at Atlanta. Um, this right. is an A plus teaser. I don't know what your grade is, but um, it's it's an A plus. You I feel very I'm good about say. this teaser. Didn't yes, I didn't. I teased through the zero on what Baltimore. Baltimore, um, yes. And then you didn't Miami get key numbers in Miami. Yeah, is, I, listen. The, I Houston, think the, you're the Houston probably, one's great. The Houston one is in great. In your eyes, I think. Right. I think you're probably gonna win this one because 100%. the gambling gods like to reward bad process but this is <laughs> this is the first this is the first one that i had to do this to you this is an f grade this is an f grade rated teaser f. i'm grading i'm grading it as an f you take your baltimore from minus four to plus three so you're teasing through the zero and you're not even getting the full three meaning it pushed that leg pushes if they lose by three. Miami, you're teasing and not getting the three at all. And Houston at least is better. But yeah, this is an F Wait, teaser. Hold on. Uh -huh. Okay, Mr. F teaser. Every single teaser yeah. that you've given me a good grade on, I've lost. Um this was this is my week. This was my week of not taking your process. I wanted to do my process this week. I'm not worried yeah. about teasing through the zero. I'm not worried about key numbers. I'm just going off of vibes and the way that I feel about these games, all right? Okay. And, and I'm vibes just might going sound crazy. Off of vibes. <laughs> all right, vibes fair might enough. Sound Listen. Crazy. This teaser's gonna hit. It's gonna hit. Uh, you know, I think it will. I might bet it myself just to support you, but <laughs> it's terrible process. It's just terrible process. All right, Demonze, what's the offer this week? Uh, this is the offer. Uh, after two less than optimal weeks at the casino, we're going back to the basics. Uh, the offer this week is called Demonze's Moving On. Uh, so we got Purdy okay. over one and a half touchdowns and Daniel Jones to throw an interception at plus 291. 
Oh wow! Okay, I like so this, this is you just just abandoning Daniel Jones, moving on to Brock Purdy. Yeah, um, I'm not going to take that offer because I don't think Brock Purdy's going to throw two touchdowns. And the Daniel Jones, I don't know that he throws a pick because that Miami defense is not super, you know, opportunistic on that. So I actually don't like either side of this, but I do like the fact that you are moving on from Daniel Jones and attaching yourself to Brock Purdy. That's more fun. I think I think that one's yeah. pretty good. So I, I, I'm I'm happy about that. All right. Here's what we're going to do. Take quick. Go ahead, Demonte. Sorry. You had kind of said something about Daniel Jones, like replacing Brock Purdy in, on uh, San Francisco and not being better. Like you said that you didn't think Daniel Jones would be a. Yeah. He'd be able to do the same thing that Brock Purdy does. I think he would. Uh, but that's for. I don't, I don't think he's as accurate as Purdy. And I think he. Now, I think Purdy would maybe be worse than Daniel Jones on the Giants. The Giants. Because he yeah. can't run for his life. But I think for the Niners, Purdy is better than Jones would be. All right, take a quick break. Come back, answer your questions. What's right? All right, Demonte, let's get to these questions before I got to run and go do television. Um, Go ahead. All right, Austin Hackett asks, do you think the NFL should have a draft lottery like the NBA? What have the Bears done to deserve another great, uh, another great quarterback to ruin? All right, I don't think a draft lottery, I like the way the NFL does it, but I also would support this idea that if you had a top three pick this year, you are ineligible for a top three pick the next year. You follow me? So, like, if you were dra- if you're the Bears drafting number one this past year, the best you can draft the following year is number four. That you shouldn't be able to have consecutive number one picks. And you shouldn't be able to throw away consecutive seasons. But I the the draft lottery part of it, I think is if you're a terrible team that's never had a quarterback, I think that the, the, what gives you hope is that all right, if we are so terrible, we can get a quarterback. So I don't think the I don't think the draft lottery is what the NFL needs. Um. All right, next. Wait a minute. Uh, Alec Hively. Uh, how many teams? Hively. Yeah. Hively. Yeah, sweet. How many teams could you put Caleb into their uh, into their starting lineup and they be contenders? Would anyone besides Kansas City get worse with uh with Seaweed Caleb uh, abbreviation C W Caleb Williams at the quarterback. I'm, so, I'm sorry. <laughs> You're all right. Um. <laughs> Well, no, a lot of t- – so, like, right now, this moment, the, of course there are some teams other than Kansas City that would get worse, but not not all the teams. Uh, I mean, I think the Bills right now, this moment, would get worse. Not long-term, but right now, this moment. I think that the Bengals, if Joe Burrow were healthy right now, this moment, would be worse But th- with Caleb. But if you put Caleb on – the Cowboys, the Niners, the Eagles, the three best teams in the NFC. Throw the Lions in there as well. The four best teams in the NFC. Or four of the five best teams in the NFC. In fact, you know what? Add the Seahawks. The five best teams in the NFC. All of them get better. I do believe Caleb right now this moment is better than Dak, Purdy, Jalen, Gino and Goff. And I think all of those teams would be better. I, I do think he's that good. You looking at me like Jaylen I'm crazy because I included Jalen. Yeah, I think Caleb's that good. Yeah, I do. <laughs> I do. I think Caleb is that good and that refined already. I think all of those teams would be better right now uh, with Caleb. All right, next. Um, Don't you... Th- uh, go, go all right, ahead. so Richard, no, Richard Winston ahead. asked. You can ask me whatever you were going to ask. Go ahead. I noticed that college quarterbacks have like so much time to pass the ball in the pocket. Like I've, I've I noticed that they like sometimes they'll get like damn near a minute, and like that stuff no, just that, I just don't think flies in the okay. NFL. And, like, I mean, a lot that of those is great plays accurate. come from extended plays. You get to no, run no, out no, of the pocket, all that good stuff. 
that is a hundred percent accurate. I just think Caleb, even without that, is such a talented thrower of the football and such a smart player. I think, and every team I just mentioned there that I'd be dropping him into has good to excellent offensive lines. Oh, it's not right, like we'd be fair. dropping him into a terrible spot. All right, next. No, that's fair. Richard Winston asks, Nick, why do you believe the Seahawks are better than the Lions? Even though the Lions lost the matchup, they did beat your Chiefs and they have the same records. Well, I don't, by the way, I haven't said that I think this moment the Seahawks are better than the Lions, or if if I have, it's very, very close. I think by the end of the year, the Seahawks will be considerably better. Seahawks are, now Lions are also playing a lot of young guys, but the Seahawks are playing more first or second year players than any team in the league, and they're only getting better as the year goes on, plus they've dealt with a lot of injuries, and yeah, the head-to-head victory in Detroit does tip the scales in their favor. All right, next. Uh, Mitchell B. said, Pacheco looked great last week, and the running game sealed the win for Kansas City. What will Kansas City look to exploit against Flores Vikings this weekend? Oh, I, listen, Flores, I think sorry. they're going to be able to th- – yeah, you're fine. I think they're going to be able to th- throw the ball all, all over the field on them, and I think Pacheco will have a big second half when the Chiefs have the lead. Um, also, Keith asked, where's the best spot for a great slice of New York pizza? There's great pizza places everywhere. My favorite spot, you can't, they don't have tables. It's just takeout, but there's this place called Pops Pizza on 57th, right before Columbus, uh, that I think 57th, just south of Central Park, 57th and 8th, essentially, uh, that I think is exceptional. It's my favorite pizza spot. Um, All right, well, That's it for this week's episode. I want to once again thank our friends at McDonald's. Remember, every time you order McDelivery in the McDonald's app, it earns you points towards free food, and everybody likes free food. I know I love when I get my favorite meals for free, so there's always a reason to order in the McDonald's app. Download the McDonald's app today at participating McDonald's. Delivery prices may be higher than at restaurants. Delivery and other fees may apply. Copyright 2023 McDonald's.